Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks, and welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers here on this Wednesday. It's actually pretty good that we had technical issues at the top of this because I had a really clunky intro that I didn't really enjoy. So Kelly Bidlin's <laughs> alongside... Take What's two. up, buddy? How's it going? <laughs> Take two for you, buddy. It's okay. That's right. That was pretty great. Your mic just went out completely. Uh, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. We got, uh, uh, man, what, quite a slate of games today and uh, a, a furious three games last night that were a lot tighter than you and I were expecting. Yes. Yeah. It was, again, like the NBA playoffs kind of delivered two, uh, three games. We'll call it like two and a half uh, of really well-played basketball that yeah. helped you at least entertain for a good chunk of the evening so before we get to the day that will be let's talk about the day that was and it's hard not to start with um the biggest upset of the night and that would be the atlanta hawks going on the road taking on the boston celtics trey young i shouldn't say finally kind of waking up because the last two games last three games of this series he's been phenomenal yeah. for the atlanta hawks 38 points last night the 14 of 33 shooting so some high volume somewhat low efficiency 5 of 13 from three and, of course, the key one late, a terrible shot in terms of selection, but a fantastic shot in terms of result as it ends it. up as the game winner. And the Hawks have cut into the series lead. It is now 3-2, heading back to Atlanta. And I got to tell you, Kelly, as I was watching yesterday, one of the things that you and I discussed at the end of the playing round that I was toying around with, if you remember, was, man, I think the Hawks might be kind of feisty. Like, yeah, I, I feel... Like they would be able to like stay within two and a half games. And I talked myself out of it. I watched the first two games and I was like, good Lord, thank God I didn't go like plus two and a half at a plus price. And here we go, plus two and a half games caches. And um, they're going to go back to Atlanta with a shot to uh, tie this thing up and force a game seven. Okay. Yes. You, you and I were, were both, we, we were both stronger defenders of the Atlanta Hawks in this series than. I, I mean, almost, I mean, anybody else I heard. I, really I mean, quick, I, our I premise, if you remember our premise for our audience our, and for anybody who's first joining us, our premise was essentially at the very least, the probability of Atlanta beating Boston was higher than the probability of Brooklyn beating Philly, but the market did not represent that. And, and that was kind of like what we were looking at from a, a value standpoint, we thought at least. Correct. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think there's, 
there was all that. Yes, we've been backing them, but you're talking, man. I, I don't think you have anything to regret. We're talking one shot, right? It's yeah, yeah. it's a, a rib, and your your opinion on that's completely different. I just like real quick. It's the I know, I know we all go crazy over these hero ball shots like that, but God, I loved it so much. I loved the the idea of like it's it's you know what. We're either playing it, we're playing game six or game five. We're going on to game five. Wait, no, game six, game six. Yeah. We're going on to game six or I'm going to the beach. Right. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> For Atlanta. Like, you think he screamed like that? Like, <laughs> Sorry, Janet Jackson, we got to reschedule your concert. Did you see this? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that is great. For those who didn't see the catch this reference, uh, apparently they had double booked the, I don't know what their arena is called. I always forget. State Farm Arena, I think it was, uh, out in Atlanta. But yeah, they have they actually had it double booked for uh, Thursday. Uh, Janet Jackson was supposed to play that same day. A lot of faith in the Atlanta Hawks to force a game six or at least be playing at that time of the year. So they had to move I, Janet for the NBA. I, I don't I don't want this to be ta- yeah, State Farm Arena. Yeah, okay. I don't want this to be taken wrong, but I didn't. I guess I didn't know that J- Janet Jackson was like still in act like doing tours oh, okay. all the time. Well, that can't be taken like wrong. you know like like someone like when I first heard that I was kind of like Janet Jackson like still does music tours like I didn't know that it's Janet Jackson and Ludacris that would be oh. even more surprising that's yeah it's, it's Ludacris opening up for Janet Jackson what a pairing pulled up what a pairing. yeah I didn't have, I didn't really think that those two had like a connection by the way I don't think you would take offense I thought you were gonna go I didn't know Janet Jackson was still alive because I was like okay that's <laughs> that's where it could be taken out of context but no I mean I didn't know she was touring or doing stuff either so. Yeah, we're all we're all together here. Yeah. So, so here's the question now from a betting standpoint as we move forward now back to Atlanta. We saw in the two games in Atlanta, Kelly. I mean, look, it is a cliche, but there is some truth to the cliche uh, where you say that role players and teams just play better at home. And Atlanta's offense now over the last three games, really, but specifically just tying back to when they returned to Atlanta and moving forward, you're really seeing that this Hawks team is starting to kind of come around a little bit more. Their offense is starting to get play a little bit better and get used to handling what Boston's throwing at them. Offensive ratings over their last three games, 127.5, 116.3, 122.9. So they've been playing pretty well offensively. Do you buy into Atlanta being able to, well, start with cover, but maybe even yeah. force a game seven if they can win this thing on their home floor? Because I will say, the other thing that's been consistent, and I wrote about this yesterday, and it rang true yesterday, although Boston did lose, defensive ratings for Atlanta of 123.2, 121.7, 118.4, and 114.9 over the last four games, their defense has consistently been pretty poor, even in the games which they performed well offensively. Yeah, I guess that in, you know, them rolling with bogey in the starting lineup, right, it almost it almost feels like a, all right, we're either going to outscore this team <laughs> Or, or we're gonna lose because our defense isn't gonna be able to isn't gonna be able to stop the, them enough. And, and I think that might be this might be the smart way to look at it. And I think the real key here, JVT, is is the production that they have been able to get out of Sadiq Bay. It might not look like not much, right? But four for nine from the field for twelve points that's that's big off the bench where we know there's not a ton a ton of scoring that's gonna be able to come off that bench. So. I, I kind of like that. I kind of I kind of like if they're going to go and you know mix up some of these lineups that they're going to roll out there and focus yep. a little bit more on some of their offensive uh, heavy players. Bogey eighteen points, eight, uh, six and nine shooting. Actually, just didn't just didn't really shoot that much. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think if you I think that's the way to go 
then to focus more on some of their defensive lineups and stuff like that is to throw more of these offensive pieces out there um, and, and try to challenge Boston that way. Because I just you're not going to get many games where you slow down both Tatum and Brown. And you, you didn't get that last night, but you at least were able to slow down one of them, right? Like Tatum, I know it's 19-8-8, eight and eight, but like he, that's not a great game for Jason Tatum. You know what I mean? He's one for 10 from three. Like you're usually you're usually going to have to get a lot more score. You're usually going to get a lot more scoring for him. So I'm okay. I think I think throw out the offensive pieces and try to battle these guys that way. Yeah, Tatum was not really great. Big difference for him too in this game. He actually he shot the same amount of attempts as he did in game 4. Difference was is that he only got to the free throw line twice last yeah. night. Uh 12 in game 4, 9 the game prior to that. So uh, I, I would agree with all of that. And here's the other part that we should Which note. That's, that's a big deal, right? Like, yeah, of he, course. He, if, like I, that's where the mismatch occurs the biggest in this series. It is the, the wing talent of Boston and the inability to stop him on the Atlanta side with the pieces. But if you can keep them off the free throw line, well, that helps a lot immediately. Yep, absolutely. Defend without fouling is a really big deal. Obviously, the way games are called um, totally matters, right? You yeah. know, a different whistle could change things up. Maybe the league calls Scott Foster and is like, let's go get this thing over with us. We need this thing in. Um, that's a joke. I don't think that the league is. I'm kidding. Um, well, they got a rebounded too. 43 to 34. And that's, that's the other thing I was going to bring up. The one thing over the last four games, that's been pretty consistent. It's one of the things that we talked about here for Atlanta. Since Quinn Snyder's come over, he has clearly emphasized action at the rim, whether it be shooting within four feet of the basket or whether it be half court or uh, excuse me, offensive rebounding. And sure enough, these last four games, you know, last two, it's been fine. Offensive rebounding rates of 27%. But in those two games, though, the games, what are we looking at? Game four and game three. Um, no, excuse me, game four and game two. Offensive rebounding rate of 37.2% for Atlanta, 31.7%. And the first, like they have been offensive rebounding at an above average rate against Boston. And that has been a, a big deal as to why they're able to do it. And uh, besides all of this, Kelly, we should note, that they also get DeJounte Murray back yes, for game yes. six. Like, that's the other part, is that this is going to be a team that they, you just lost to that's now getting their second best player back. Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah, they're getting their second best player back. So, like, that's yeah. going to be the other part about this that really changes the dynamic. DeJounte Murray's going to be rested and ready to go after a suspension. I will, yeah. I mean, that that that's big. I mean, the time off for him, like, that that's huge. Um, to get back to your original question, because I don't think I answered it. No, yes, I think they can cover. Yes, I think they can continue to give the Celtics team problems. Um, I won't be betting it, and I will probably be looking for opportunities to get in on Boston live if they present itself. Um, just because I still, I still think there's that mismatch on them with the wings. But, but man, I like this is. I, I just don't think this Atlanta team. Like we, we, you and I've talked about them probably about as much as any team we've discussed all year. But there's so much talent here that just gets un, has seemingly been untapped for the past two seasons. And it's I just don't think you should ever question what this team can can accomplish. Yep. The other aspect of the series that has started to take shape. This goes back to again, like one of the weaknesses that I have as a handicapper that when you talk about stubbornness as a better. Three straight overs now in this series after the first yeah. two went well under. You know, like this yeah. has been a, there was a series that you kind of, we thought, we talked about it, right? That might be a, a series that lends itself to high scoring affairs. And sure enough, we have had now three straight games go over the total for this series. So, and we're looking, I mean, not real massive adjustments for game six back in Atlanta. 
Right now, the market's got six with a total of 232. That total hasn't moved off the open. But to your point about like where this might go or if you're going to be interested, market's interested in Boston because Circa showing six and a half, as are a couple of other spots. So it's already moved up a full point at a couple of shops. If you like Atlanta, we'll have more on this obviously tomorrow, but sit back and wait. Sit back and wait. You'll get your opportunity because you'll either get a pretty good number or in game. If the Boston Celtics come down, hit their first three-point shot, then just like that, you're going to get a number uh, that you like. But this market's going to move in favor of Boston. I don't think there's going to be much uh, for Atlanta, at least in terms of support. So uh, yeah, anything else? Real I, good. Well, just quickly. I think that's where it's the – like I might I might have just said, hey, I might be looking at a possibility to hop in on Boston in game. There is a massive difference between – my feelings on that and what I would do with this pregame line, right? I think that's, yeah. that's something that, I, you know, hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, yes, you're an NBA fan, an NBA better, and you kind of, you, you dabble, at least dabble with live betting. But that's, like, if I had to play one of those sides pregame, JVT, it would be Atlanta without without a question, yeah. like, I, I, without without questioning myself at all. But so I, I'm not touching that. I'll be looking in game, but it's 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 one of those will be perfectly fine to not have a bet on and kind of just kind of just root for the Hawks to cause some chaos. <laughs> so we have uh, we can tie the the last two results together because they will face one another in the next round. But the Phoenix Suns close out their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. The Denver Nuggets close out their series with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, and good for the Nuggets too because you heard a lot of the Timberwolves could hang around here mm-hmm. and that this could be a tight series. And again, I go back to the premise that we talked about, right, which is if you believe Denver is a week one seed, that's fine. Just don't think Minnesota is the one to actually go to bat with. And sure enough, after a uh, spirited effort from the Timberwolves in game five, they ultimately end this thing in five, as do the Phoenix Suns. Before we get to those two and kind of looking ahead briefly as to what we might expect, because we do have that series price up. It's been up for a while. I'm going to read something to you. And you, okay. you, you take this wherever you want. You think about whatever you want when it comes to this uh, report that I'm about to read to you. Hold on, give me a second. Let's scroll down. Uh, where in the world did you go? Where'd you go? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. From Sham Sharanya. Clippers star Kawhi Leonard has been diagnosed with a torn meniscus in his right knee. Sources tell the Athletic and Stadium. Leonard averaged 35 points in the first two games of this postseason. Suns before the meniscus injury was revealed and he was shut down by the medical staff. That's interesting because I'm going to read you something else. Let's see. Uh, Kawhi Leonard out for game four with the knee sprain. Huh. Yeah. So the, so the knee sprain turned into a meniscus and he was actually never coming back. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So so this goes back to us uh, wanting much more clarity on injury reports. That would be a lot more helpful for us out there. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I understand. Like I get like I tweeted this out. I went and screenshotted it because I went back to go find it. You know, you have places like Genius Sports Group, Sport Radar, who work closely with the NBA to ensure those fans who choose to bet on games legally have access to real-time official NBA betting data through licensed gaming operators as legalized betting is implemented in their respective states. This includes official betting data for all NBA and WNBA games, including throughout the regular season and postseason. Both companies also distribute betting data products, which utilize the official data feed to both licensed sports, betting operators, and platform providers. How about instead of selling your data, you start getting us accurate injury reports? Because that's absolutely ridiculous. Again, no, well, 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 I wait. I agree with you, but I don't. It's not on those companies. No, they're, no. I'm they're... saying it's the NBA. The NBA yes. gets money from those companies to sell them official data. What I'm saying is, screw your official data. Okay, you owe those companies and everybody else an accurate injury report, and your teams continue to lie and do this cloak and dagger BS 
about what's happening with the most impactful players in these games. And I have gone on this rant a thousand times and I feel passionate about it, but it's the same thing. Like, you know, like we've talked about it a lot, but I feel like this needs to be said once again, Hell the, yeah, like man. just when, when he gets injured, just say it is a torn meniscus and he is out. He was not question. It was think about that. He was not questionable leading up to the first game that he got ruled out of. And yet he tore his meniscus in game one. And he wasn't even listed as questionable in game two. It is absolutely astonishing that they continue to dip into the pool for money and yet still do this. It is unacceptable that they continue to play this dumbass game. Like that is that is the thing that drives you nuts about this. And I saw a bunch of people actually, and this is why I think we should expand on it, because I did see a bunch on Twitter where it's like, oh, sports bettors just think they deserve it all now. Like, no, that's not the point. The point is, is that you as a league have decided to take money from sports betting. In your latest CBA, you have decided that players can now be representatives or sponsored by sports betting companies. Could you imagine the optics of Kawhi Leonard saying, hey, man, go bet it at BetMGM, while he's hiding and the team is hiding a torn <laughs> meniscus for him in the playoffs? Like, that's it's unthinkable to me. So, like, the NBA deserves a ton of criticism for this as to the Clippers, as to all these other teams who hide these injuries, because if you want the money, then you should be held accountable when your teams pull crap like this. And I like, I know it seems like an innocuous report at the beginning. That's it's not, I, I read that. And I was like, you're like, you're kidding me here. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. The, the day the series ends now you're like, Oh, sorry, actually torn meniscus guys. Nothing to see here. Come on, dude. Perfectly said. That, I, I mean, I, that is, I, I don't even know how to follow up. Perfectly said. I think for anybody that's, anybody that might be out there listening and saying, like, well, it's gamesmanship, it's gamesmanship. No, the point of what JVT is trying to get to is that every team should be forced to be transparent with this information. And if they're not, they should be penalized and they should be penalized heavily for it. So it's not a gamesmanship thing if everybody's forced to do it. But it's like you're saying, we're okay. Somehow we're okay with this right now. We're okay. It would, it, it's, it's, man, I, I'm, with, I, I'm with you. I, I've got nothing else to add. You just said it so perfectly. Yeah. There, this is something that the league needs to do. They need to hold themselves accountable for because you're right. You're taking, you're in, you brought up the data companies at first. Yeah, that's where you confused me at first, but you're right. It's like, what, what's the point of what they're doing if they, right. if they can't, if they can't relay the correct data? What are we talking about right. then? Like, like, congrats. I get to know that Bismack Biombo got an offensive rebound first. Right. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I'd like to know if the best player has a torn meniscus. Because here's the thing, and this is oh, like, man. this is, I think, the last point on this, Kelly, right? Where, like, so uh, um, I, there were a couple of people like Matt Morgan, I'll reference over at the Action Network. Yep. He tweeted something out along the lines of, like, you know, in, I don't think he was doing this because uh, he was making a grander point, but he, he made a reference of, like, you know, if you bet on the Clippers, you trusted in Kawhi, and that was your fault. But I would add that, like, what if there's somebody out there? who even if it's $20, thought, well, they're not ruling them out immediately for the series. I'm going to put $20 on the Los Angeles Clippers to win this series because maybe there's a chance Kawhi Leonard comes back. That person got screwed because of misinformation from the Los Angeles Clippers to make a bet mm -hmm. that was not fully informed. Yep. That is bull. That, if there's one person out there that that happened to, that's garbage. And they owe it to that person or anybody else 
to make these as accurate as possible. And if they don't want to, then they should stop taking money in terms of sports betting or selling their data for sports betting because that's nonsense. And, you know, it's funny, like, so lastly year at the Summer League, hopefully I get to go back for VEASAN. We got to talk to, like, one of the league executives about, like, the sports. He was, like, on the sports betting side of things, yeah. right? And, like, we had to send them questions as usual. And they kind of danced around because I actually asked this injury question to them before. I asked them, I was like, are you guys, like, concerned at all? Because I brought up the Damian Lillard separated rib. I brought up the LeBron hand. I'm like, is that like at the forefront at all? And he didn't give me an answer at all. Like that, that needs to be of concern. You need accuracy. And we're not asking for, because I saw somebody was like, you want them to violate HIPAA laws. No. What I want is if Kawhi Leonard tears his effing meniscus, just put him as questionable on the injury report so that we know he's injured. Or if he's not going to play, just say he's not going to play. Yep. Just say he's not going to be there. Say like, that's all you're asking for. Say he's out. <laughs> I mean, if he's out, he's out. Like, like I mean, that's I mean, what you're talking about. Yes, they're trying to disguise the fact that he could have never played the game. He could have never played in a game. Yep. Absolutely. You, you just nailed it, man. It, you're, it, you're, it, you're absolutely right on everything you just said. And, man, unfortunately, what a perfect example to, to use it on. Because that is... Man, I, how do you treat? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to trans. Are you are you are you done? <laughs> I don't want to. Sorry, yeah. No, no. I, I don't mean to. Like I felt I like it should have been said again. No, I didn't like, mean. I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah. I wanted to make sure you were finished first because that was brilliantly delivered. But like, and another thing, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no. To transition this to you as a Clippers fan, I mean, man, this because this has got to feel like another blow. And I can't. I don't even know when is his contract up. He's got, he signed that four-year extension. It was actually pointed out a few years ago, and that was the brilliant part. I'll, I think he's got two years left, okay. plus a player option. Uh, I think this is the first year of the four-year extension. And it was pointed out that when he was when he was up for it and they were going to sign it, I can't remember who pointed it. I was a media member. I think it might have been Windhorst. But he was like, just keep in mind that he could probably get more money if he tried to like you know test the market or whatever it was. But the fact that he signed a four-year extension might be telling of how he believes his health is, yeah. right? Because he just yep. wants the security. Yep. And like that that might be telling here, but I think he's he's got about three years left, if I remember correctly. I'll, I, I'll double check right I now. I just think it's funny because it, it's the, like we, we some people who don't follow the NBA closely, like they freak out about some of these guys that get max contracts, right? And it's like, it's right. just kind of the way the things work in the NBA. Like Kawhi Leonard is entering a territory though, where I'm like, I don't know that you could pay him like that anymore. You're talking about a guy who I'm not saying it's his fault, but he's hurt so often that when nope. he, even when he's healthy, he's scared about getting hurt again. And he barely plays right where we're trying to manage manage his minutes until the playoffs. Well, it's a great plan until it blows up in your face and he rips his meniscus apart. Right. Like it's, I just don't know if you don't have a guy like I, I couldn't pay that guy that kind of money anymore. And we've we have seen like this series JVT to me has been Kawhi Leonard in a nutshell. Right. Like this is you saw how good he looked at the first in that first game. And oh, my God, how remember how amazing Kawhi Leonard is for everybody out there that might have forgotten about it, how good he is at this freaking game. And then it's OK, you, you like you had a major injury and you're done and your team's out. Like, it's just, and, I think going forward with someone like him, it's a massive gamble to add him as a part of your roster. So he's got, he's got one fully guaranteed year, year left, and then he's got a player option. I shouldn't say fully guaranteed. He's got one year left with a player option. Okay. So I oh, would assume years. it's two years. Because he's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, I mean, because seriously, though, with his health and everything like that, 
I think it's a guarantee that he, if he was playing out of his mind and like playing a bunch of games, I don't think it's guaranteed that he takes it because maybe he tries to go get more money. But he's set to make over $44 million each of the next two years, and that's a player option. So yeah. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. And to your overall point, Kelly, I think because a lot of people look, Twitter sucks and people suck. So like we all want to just pile on Kawhi and do all this kind of stuff. What for me, because you mentioned as a Clippers fan, what I think is so disappointing about all of this is it something that we have talked about all the time, which is you see what it can be. You know what I mean? You see game one where even without Paul George, they go to Phoenix and they get an outright win because Kawhi Leonard is just so great. You see two years ago where they come back from down 3-2 and Kawhi has two incredible basketball games to beat the Mavericks and then go in and despite falling down to Utah, they are able to come back and win that series because of how good Paul George can be. Like you saw even and even that year, Kelly, I always reference it. The Valley Oop was so famous because Phoenix was down in that game about to lose to the Clippers. Yep. And the Clippers were going to take a series lead in the Western Conference Finals without their best player. Like you saw the flashes of how great this obviously could be and still can be, obviously, because they're they're gonna run it back. Yep. Who knows who the head coach is, but they're gonna do it again because you have to, because you're tied into these guys. But that's that is where it all kind of sucks where it's not even just like, hey, these two guys can't stay healthy and what are we doing here? It's you're seeing the flashes of greatness of what everybody expects and they just cannot keep it together. And that's the part that sucks. Yeah, it's tough, man. Because I, I mean, me, you, you and I talked about it, but it's the, do I, like, we talked about this all year. The West is wide open. The West is wide open. Even going into those playoffs, right? I don't know who's going to win. Look at today, Kelly, not to cut you, look at today. Yeah. All three teams that are about to get closed out are the higher seeded teams yep. that were favorites coming into their series. Exactly. You know, the one thing I was confident in, though, in the Western Conference was if, every, was if everybody's healthy, the Clippers have the best roster in the West. And yeah. I don't really think it's that close. And it's just, now, now we're here today and it's over. And it's just. It's it's just amazing. It, it really is amazing. And man, as a fan, I feel for you, bro. I feel for you. I'll shed my tears. My, so my wife, so it's funny that you say that. So, you know, my wife who's been with me for a while knows all of this. And so she kind of walked out yesterday when the Clippers were down like 19 and she looks at the score. She's like, again? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, so this bad. is how it's going again. I'll spin it forward a little bit here, but it's like, okay, if the Bucks get knocked out, I mean, I will be sitting here in shock where I'm like, if you would have told, if you would have told me that the Clippers were healthy, obviously we knew they weren't, we, they weren't fully, but it's like, that would have been your best roster in the West and the best roster in the East to me, both of them at the limit. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, with that, we'll save our preview of uh, Phoenix and Denver, you know, for another episode because they're not going to play till the 29th. So we've got a couple of days uh, before that series yeah, gets started. Yeah, so we can, we'll, we can deeper dive on that. Just real quick, I do think I am going to take a piece of that Nuggets series price. So I know we talked, oh. I think we talked about it yet. I know we talked about it yesterday, and I know that price has gone down, but I, I'm just, I, I can't get there. Like, I can't get there on why we're oh, pricing mean- it this way. You mean you can't get there where you watch Phoenix battle tooth and nail with Bones Highland and Russell Westbrook and Norm Powell? <laughs> exactly. And you're like, this yes. team's going to roll Denver. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I have the team that's home got, get, getting home court advantage oh, and, and like, plus even, money? Like, okay. I will say, 
Shout out to Matt Humans, who I don't think listens to this podcast, but if you do, <laughs> shout out to Matt because his ears kept ringing in my or his voice kept ringing in my head yesterday when the Clippers came storming back and made it a two point game, and I just kept hearing Matt Humans. There's nothing worse than hope. There's nothing worse than hope, and I'm like watching this. I'm like, dude, they could do this, and then it was like turnover, yeah. really bad missed shot, another turnover, made three, and I'm like, God, I, don't, I don't know why I bought in. I'm like, I'm like sitting here, and they, and and ugh, I don't want to bring this back, but I'll just just a real quick rewind, yeah. really quickly. You want to know why also it's irritating, Kelly? Because I watched yesterday, and the moment I had hope, you know what I thought? Bring it back to L.A. Kawhi could come back. Paul George could come back. And he can't because he had a torn meniscus, and he was never coming back in the first place. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is a- that seems like a good place to take a break. Yeah. I got to calm down. This All right, we'll great take first our break. Great. <laughs> we'll take our break, and when we come back, we will discuss the four games that we have later today in the NBA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, I've relaxed. I've relaxed a little bit. Although in real time, we just spend like five seconds of silence and then we go right into it. So I haven't really relaxed that much. I'm still <laughs> yeah, kind of amped up, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> Your blood pressure is still extremely high. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm wrong. Like that's you're like, not. That's, uh, Are you kidding? You're not wrong. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to get started up again. I can't. All right, got to take a deep breath. Okay. Ooh. All right. Yeah, so you're, we have. You're fine. You just gave the best NBA injury rant that I've heard ever. That I, it's Clip so it. spot on. It was so spot on. Um. All right, so with that, we have four games today. The fascinating part about today, and it didn't really hit me until I was evaluating the schedule, is as I mentioned before we took our break. So we have four games, but we have three teams all sitting 3-1 in deficits, all at home, all the higher-seeded teams looking to stave off elimination here tonight. So it's a fascinating dynamic. Let's start at the top of the rotation and just work our way around. New York and Cleveland. Cleveland, a five-and-a-half point favorite. This total is down to 202-and-a-half, which is, wow. In an NBA game this year, to have a total that low, um, 90s fans, where you at? You should probably be excited, <laughs> right? Like, this is how they did it back in my day. Um, by the way, which is what I also love about just this sport in general, you have a 202-and-a-half, and you have a 234-and-a-half on the board. Yeah, so, gotta like, love it. It's gotta the love. same sport. Yeah, it's gotta the same love. sport. Um, <laughs> colleagues, even, they're out, they all point in the same league. 
All right, so New York and Cleveland. What's the case here to be made if there's anything? I actually, I really lean toward New York here. Okay. And it's going to be similar to what we're talking about with these other games. But like what you're seeing with a lot of these spreads is the market is really coming in, Kelly, it seems, on the teams coming back home looking to stave off elimination. And in theory, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're coming back home. Uh, it is a desperation spot. It is, it is a spot that is akin to the team down to nothing going back home in game three, right? And I think you see a lot of that baked into this market. So, but with this one and the cases I've been making for the others, the one thing that really sticks out is, is Cleveland going to all of a sudden, a team that ranked 20th in defensive rebounding in the regular season, are they going to start keeping New York off the offensive glass? Because like that's, New York's killed them in this series in terms of second chance opportunities and what they've been able to generate on the offensive rebounding. Like that's not changing even when you go back to Cleveland and to have this number, Kelly, because I've, I've talked about being static, right? With your, with your ratings and numbers Mm -hmm. throughout a series. But I think this is one where clearly the market was too high on Cleveland. There should be some kind of an adjustment, but we're right back at five and a half where we were with game one. Like the, the Cavs are down three, one of the series, Then the market was wrong. Why haven't we adjusted at all here? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, I'm with you. This, this, uh, this series, I think I was more mentally off on than any other series heading into it. No, not that I was heavy on the Cavs, but I played the Cavs to win in seven to win in six. Um, Thought they they did have a slight advantage, but the Knicks have looked so damn good here. I I I, I am so impressed with what this team has done that I I can't. I think the only way that I would look in this game is towards the, the Cleveland side, just because kind of of the spot. But I can't I can't get there with a bet on them for sure. And then, man, I don't know if you start to feed, especially with how low this total is, right? Like you're talking five and a half with a two hundred two two hundred two and a half a total. Like that's incredible. Let's see two Oh two at William Hill here in town. Um, Like this is what I might look Nick's live, but even that I'm probably staying away from this one tonight and just typically captain the New York Knicks, man. You you looked, you looked far better than I was expecting you to. And if you dismantle the Cavs, like it appears you're on track to, ah, that's a, that's an impressive accomplishment considered. I, I thought the Cavs were kind of underrated all season long where they were consistently yeah. a top 10 offensive and defensive team in the league, basically throughout the entirety of the season. Um, you know, really never dealt with me, ma- you know, huge major injury issues at all. Uh, it's, but man, New York has dismantled them and, and it's, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't really know that there's just nothing in my head that's, that's jumping to be like, to thinking that's going to change in this, in this one game. So I'm staying away. I will say the off court dynamic of where Julius Randall's at mentally. Um, So he essentially gets benched at the end of game four. And while he was shown cheering on the sidelines, he did leave without talking to media and accounts is pretty upset. I haven't seen any indication that they're going to change their starting lineup, but we did get a report and I'm sure this is from Randall's people. Uh, that he's been playing hurt, which we kind of knew. And I'm sure that's just, just kind of, you know, just cleaning it up. Like, hey, you know, our guy's been hurt. Don't forget that. Like, so I think it's just messaging yeah. through the media. But that that is a dynamic that is pretty fascinating as they move forward. They have enough margin for error that I don't think they're going to blow it. But I, I think when you're talking about this game specifically, adding that into having to go on the road and, and then win outright, it does make it a pretty interesting I, I, I think that's everything you just said. It, it's enough for me to just stay away from this game. Where I don't know, I don't really know what's going on with Randall or with Randall and the team. Um, and, and, and frankly, they might they might end up they might end up dismantling Cleveland, like I talked about, and I'll end up being really impressed with that. But if there is some sort of long term issue with Randall, 
then okay, this you know it, it changes my mind again. You know, maybe back to what I originally right. thought of the Knicks, right? So, um, yep. yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's that's one of the four games we have tonight. That is the one I am probably least interested in overall from view, both viewing and betting. All right. Well, the one that I'm really interested in: Lakers and Memphis. Uh, Lakers and Memphis. I hate can, when I do that. Los Angeles and Memphis. Real quick, is it is it tripping you up as much as it is me today that we we have a? I know it shouldn't. But like that, we have a a Western Conference game at four thirty four thirty our time four thirty Pacific seven thirty Eastern. You have an Eastern Conference game that's at six thirty Pacific nine thirty Eastern. It, it's almost like Memphis shouldn't be part of the Western. <laughs> it's Conference. almost like that, right? It's, it's almost, almost it's almost like, like that. that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes for a weird uh, one. Um, yes, it is. Well, because and then because there's going to be that. We'll we'll steal. Is it Scott Hansen on uh, NFL Network on the yeah. Red Zone? Uh, we'll steal his term. There's going to be like that witching hour yes. where you actually might have three games going on yep. at once, uh, which is going to be pretty interesting if that is going to be the case. So um, anyway, when you look at this, so I was talking with Tim and Sean yesterday. Tim, uh, that would be Tim mm-hmm. Murray and uh, Sean King on VSIN primetime. I remembered. And Tim brought up the fact that he was going to be on Memphis in this game or that he already did. And one of the reasons he, inv- he invoked the game, I think it was game six, right, last year. The whoop that trick game mm-hmm. where Draymond and the Warriors go out there, they sleepwalk through it, they get absolutely smoked, then they go back home and win the series. And I understood it, but what I told Tim was, like, I can understand that to a certain extent, but I think my pushbacks on that were twofold. One, I like I don't think the Lakers are taking the foot off the gas because LeBron's hurt. Like they're yeah. all hurt and they want to get this series yeah. done. Like this is going to be a massive opportunity for them to get some extra rest because their opponent at the very least has two more games left to be played, whoever it's going to be because Sacramento Golden State are tied to two. That's a lot of rest for guys who are dealing with a lot of different injuries. So I think that it behooves them to get this thing done. The other thing is this is not a Memphis team that's as deep as that one was. Like this team's beat up. They have two guys, as we know, that aren't playing. John Morant, I mean, the other night where he falls on his hands and he's screaming in pain, he's clearly not fully healthy. Dylan Brooks sucks. Like, there's so many different things about this like, About this team. I should have said that. Uh, there's so sucks. many different <laughs> – right. There, there's differences in this roster that are just – it's just inherently different from that Grizzlies team last year that, like, I don't know if they're capable of coming in here and putting forth a performance like they did last year against Golden State in a similar situation. Yeah, the the way – I think that's fairly said. Um, the, the way that – the way I'll talk about this game is is you and I have both been on the Lakers side of this kind of series since before since before it even started. So they obviously if you feel that way about a series, there's not many times you're going to be running to bet the other side. Um, right. I have no interest in betting the Lakers here tonight. I think that there is I, I think there's going to be some, there could be some fatigue carryover issues with what we saw out of those guys at the end of that game. I think that going to overtime, we do have to incorporate age and injuries. Look, I think there are injuries pretty obvious with, with, with AD, you know, that's going on too. I mean, that guy is grabbing at something every other play. It's just incredible. Um, that, let me put it this way. It scares me enough that I have no interest in betting the Lakers side in this game tonight, this game tonight. Um, if you ever liked the Grizzlies in this series, I do think this is the game for you to bet big. Like, I think there's a better chance of the Grizzlies winning this game and covering than any that we that, that any that you're going to see the rest of the way. I, I that's all I can say. That's all I can say, JT. I think it's a good yeah. spot for Memphis that they are in. I understand what you're talking about. The Lakers trying to want to get this want to get this done and have the extended rest, but it's I think that's easier said than done with what all the minutes those guys all just had to put in and what they had to do to get that win on what Monday is that when it oh, was? Yeah, 
Yeah. No, I th- I think so. Like that's that's situationally. If you want, like, because I actually did bet the Lakers, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, it's a little bit of a doubling down for me okay. in Los Angeles. Um, but also, this is what I wrote about today. Through through four games, Memphis Kelly shooting fifty seven percent on shots within four feet of the basket. That's abysmal. Half court offensive rating through four games eighty six point two. That's abysmal. Yep. They're the team that finished twenty second in regular season three point shooting at thirty five point seven percent, and in this series they're shooting thirty percent. Like like all of those things that we thought were going to be issues for Memphis are playing out over the course of four games. So I'm of the mindset where I'm looking at this where game one closed five market was too high. Game two, you know everything that happened. There's too much noise there. But we're talking about a game, a series in a game which was five in L.A. Now we're back in Memphis because the Grizzlies are at home and avoiding elimination. We should make this four and a half, five again. I'm just playing against that. And the fact that what I saw, kind of what you're referencing, right? What I saw before the series taking place has taken place. So why would I come off of that and not bet on a number that I think is inflated in favor of a team just because they're in the scenario that they're in? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's where, yeah. I have no interest in Memphis. Completely understand why you're on the Lakers. This is... And the biggest reason, but I think why we liked this series, the biggest reason is because we thought this the floor was so high for the Lakers for what we thought they at least could do offensively, yep. right? Like offensively with the bit with, with their, I don't want to say bigs, but you know, AD LeBron, whatever, versus the front court that Memphis is going to be able to throw out there. It's just we hit a lot on the pod yesterday about shooting percentages and how how big those can swing. Well, you know what's pretty dang consistent is LeBron James getting to the basket. You know what I mean? AD, like, you can count on that go happening over and over again. So, I, I applaud you, man. Good for you uh, sticking with your position. It's a game I'm not going to get involved with, though. All right, let's go to, well, speaking of shooting percentages, it, it is the natural jumping off point to Miami and Milwaukee. Yep. Um, again, like, you just, you don't know if Miami can keep this up, but this is absolutely wild that we're here at this point. So, of course, Milwaukee, just like the previous two teams we talked about, Memphis and Cleveland, as the higher-seeded team looking to avoid elimination. And obviously, I would say, right, the team that has the highest probability of not only winning this game but winning their series, as we kind of know and we see it's represented in the betting market. So, again, like this is I, – I, I hate to bring up and, like, beat a dead horse. I mean, this is all about regression to the mean. Yes. Is Miami going to go on the road and shoot for nearly 50% from three again – and and just take this game from Memphis and, and excuse me from Milwaukee and some of the numbers for those who maybe weren't with us in the last podcast or haven't even seen these through four games the Heat are forty three of eighty two that is fifty two point four percent on contested three point attempts and on overall three point shooting forty seven point six percent that is despite generating the second lowest frequency of wide open three point attempts in this postseason like that's those are wild shooting numbers it's wild absurd. those absurd. are and. It is. And so the natural thought is, Kelly, you're going on the road. Again, going back to cliche, role players tend to not play as well as they do. Case yeah. in point, what were one of the bets we talked about yesterday? I was on under points, rebounds, and assists for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Got there. Why? That. Because yep. you go on the road and you don't really perform that very, that well. So you would expect some sort of regression to the mean here. I, I can understand. And the Tyler Hero, too, I want to bring this up really quickly. Because Tim also, to bring back that conversation, was asking why is this number so high? And I was like, well, if you go back to game one, that was nine and a half. And that was with Giannis starting. And that was with Tyler Hero out there. If you adjust for the absence of Tyler Hero, it brings you to where we're at right now, which is like 11. Now, the market is up to 12, which you could argue maybe that's a little too high now. But I think that's why we're here. But I can't blame anybody wanting to come in on Milwaukee, man. Like this, can they do it again? Can Miami do it again? It's just the question. Okay, so this is how I approach the game. Because, yes, you just laid out everything. I, I don't really think I need to go to a deep dive. Sorry, of, I, was, of, I was bloviating there. 
No, 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 no. You did a great job, but no, you laid out everything you need to know about the current state of this series is that Miami is shooting lights out. Obviously we got a once in a lifetime performance out of Jimmy Butler the last game. Um, I maybe still have this uh, like betting hangover effect of how much I've already kind of lost, like on this series uh, where my initial reaction JVT was Buck's first half. And that's what I bet. I laid six and a half in the first half when this opened. Oh man, that that's run up to like seven and a half, eight. Now I don't know if I'd be running to make that bet now, but um, I bet six and a half and then I bet it again. And then I kept thinking more and more about this stupid freaking series. And I'm going in, man. I'm going back in. I'm going yeah, back in for more. Good. I haven't I haven't bet it yet, but I'm betting the Bucks series. And I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna either give credit or a little bit of blame, depending on who, the, who how this works <laughs> out, right? It was Will Will Hill on a numbers game this morning, and he was talking about making making the Bucks series bet. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, here's the thing, because th- this is where I started. You start start kicking well, what the did, can. What did he say? Yeah, what did he say they got you? No, it was nothing very overly convincing. Oh, okay. It was just that I've already been thinking about it. And now it's like when you get people that you respect also saying that they're going to do yeah. it, you're like, well, hey, crap. the smart guy's saying right, what I'm exa- thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so here's the thing. The, the one, that, the one that's been in my mind for the past couple of days that I can't shake is that screw the series price. It's the, I can get the Milwaukee bucks at six to one to win the NBA finals or around that number, right? Which I haven't been able to do basically all year, or if I have, what, it was back in November or something like that. And yeah, does that possibly look like a really dumb bet here in a day or two? Sure, it does. But like you said, you're doubling down with the Lakers, doubling down, tripling down with the freaking Bucks at this point. I'm going to bet the series. I'm going to bet them to win the NBA Finals because that's how much I still believe in this team. I think they have the best roster in the Eastern Conference. They have the best player in the NBA. And these shooting numbers have to regress at some point for Miami. You would think. So I think it's, it's I don't like the series price on it on the surface, but obviously it's, you play out what a money line parlay theoretically would be in three games for Milwaukee. It comes out to about this number. So, okay. If, if I really love the six to one, then obviously I'm betting them to win this series. So I'm betting it all. I'm tripling down, even investing even more money in this Bucks team. And real, it's going to look real dumb, real quick, JVT, or, or I'm going to be one of the few guys that's got a six to one or whatever on the Bucks heading into the NBA finals. You know, assuming they right. get through the other series, let's not talk about that for now. But, you know, if they get to the NBA finals, you've got a six to one. That's an amazing freaking number you've got, uh, got on that team. So I'm, I'm yeah. I'm playing it all, and I might look really dumb, and I might end up losing a lot a lot of freaking money on the Bucks this year. But what what's one of the things that I brought up almost all season while we did this pod is I kept talking about how how much I love the Bucks, love the Bucks, love the Bucks. Never had a single bet on them to do anything because I waited right. too long to bet yep. futures. So so you know what? At least I didn't lose any money from that. So I'm investing now. I might be picking a weird and bad time to invest in the Milwaukee Bucks, but I'm doing it now and I'm going hard. Let's go. Well said. Oh, God, man. This, 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 this heat. Yeah, that this was your heat, rant. This that was yours. crap has to stop. Like, it, it's it got to stop. So, and you know what? Maybe for our professions, it, it needs to stop because I'm looking <laughs> real bad saying how bad this freaking team is. And then they go and shoot lights out every goddamn game. <laughs> I mean, if you. If you have any sort of, if, if you look at it with some nuance, you understand why we're here. You know, like I saw, so like Pablo Torre, who now works for Metal yeah. Arc and Dan Levitard, and you know, now I guess are they like yeah, a sister our, our network, teammates. I guess, or yes. something like that, right? Our teammates. 
Um, I thought Pablo Torre brought up a an argument, but a flawed one. Because he said he he was like you know the way that Jimmy Butler and the Heat are performing and the way that they're about to win the series, uh, it invalidates the regular season of the NBA. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on a second. You're kind of eliminating one of the most key variables here, and there's two of them. But the big one is Giannis didn't play for the first three games yeah. of the series. So like okay. I would kind of well, pump the brakes on invalidating the entire regular so season when Giannis didn't play for the first three games. I didn't hear him. Bring, I didn't hear. I didn't hear him bring that up. But I've heard a lot of people bring up this play. If you want to talk to me about there being a playoff Jimmy Butler, sure, I can get behind that. Right? Just, oh, just real. like. Just like there was a playoff Kawhi Leonard in game one of this series, right? Just like there's a play- playoff uh, playoff Rondo. Sure. Exactly. Like all these, these things I can get behind. What I can't get behind is that your shooting percentages, like you, your wide open three shooting percentage all of a sudden uh, goes up 30%, you know, from, from one week to the next. That's not what I, I cannot what? get behind that in that continuing. By the way, it, like you want a microcosm of what the series is and has been. Go to the end of that game, last time out, where Caleb Martin has Giannis Antetokounmpo in his face, and he hits a contested two-point jumper from the baseline like, yep. <laughs> right in front of Giannis. Yep. And even Martin, it's awesome because Martin, when he goes back down the floor, if you remember his celebration, he like covered his face like this. Like yep. I'm like, yeah, like that's you guys can shoot blindfolded. You guys are hitting everything. Like it's incredible. It's absolutely nuts. Um, by the way, if I've become more muted, it's because I have a small child now sleeping in the room. I got a text message. Oh, so, okay. yeah, oh, like, I guess I guess me screaming about Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers and injury reports is not really great for. <laughs> it's not conducive to putting for a young ch- child children's to sleep. napping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, really quick, last one on this game. I will say because I'm with you, but I, I've gone about it a different way to okay. to uh, invoke your this has to stop for Miami. I bet this game under uh, 219 and a half actually got a bad number because it moved to 220 and a half. I'm not afraid to go back in only because Kelly or heat team total under, right? Yep. Like I think it's another way you could go about it. Yep. And, and I think the, the, what I what I'll invoke is let's go back to game. Uh, what was it? Game four of golden state in Sacramento. Draymond comes back and the market kind of freaks out. And all of a sudden we see this total go from like 237 and a half and it closes actually at 238, I think. And then it closes 236. And the market went in on the under, but I was like, hey, you know, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, why would you bet this thing under the shooting percentages that we have talked about, right? Like water has to find its level at some point with this series. I'm going to bet this thing over. I'm going to go against the market and see what happens here. Sure enough, that thing went over. I think we have a similar thing here. Market, all of, all of these games have gone over. And we shouldn't forget either, Kelly, that the the Bucks have had some wild shooting variants of their own. In game yeah, one, yeah, yeah, they couldn't yeah. hit, they couldn't hit a wide open shot. In game two, they hit every single shot. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. there's this there's these wide swaths of wild shooting for both teams. Where I think today is one of those games where everything kind of settles down. It's an elimination game for Milwaukee. They're going to play with a little bit of a slower pace. They're going to be a little bit more ratcheted up defensively and bust out some stuff. I'm, I'm sure you'll see a lot more Giannis at the five to kind of circumvent some of this stuff for uh, Miami offensively. I, I think you're going to get a good defensive performance. So I backed you. <clears throat> excuse me, I backed you up, but. Did it by betting the game under yeah. the total. So yeah, a little bit different way. No, I like I like that. I think that's a good bet. I, I think the other one, man, here uh, the other one I might need to get involved in is like I don't I don't believe for a second if we if you've watched Chris Middleton over the past few years, I don't believe for a second this guy's coming out and laying an egg like he did in that last game. Oh, especially I, defensively, I, man. He was so bad defensively. Yeah, like I I I think if you want to look at point props over, I I, I think that could be a good bet as well. And I, like I'm looking at 19 and a half on him. Like I 
I, I think he could get over that number. I, really, the only thing I'd be concerned about with that is what you just said, is unless somehow his defense continues to be so bad that they need to take him off the court. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, we save, I guess, the best for last. I, I So we have Golden State and Sacramento. I have mm-hmm. done absolutely nothing with this game. I won't do anything until the game starts. I, yep. I think it's a really simplistic analysis. It was the shortest of the write-ups today on the article where I was just like, look, it sucks, but like De'Aaron Fox finger creates a lot of noise. You just, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if he's going to come out and look comfortable. You don't know if it's going to bother him and if he's not going to be able to shoot through it, whether it just be because there's a wrapping on it or because he's hurt. It, like you, you've got to see it to see what's going to happen tonight. I don't think you could feel comfortable either way. Yeah, no, you, uh, yeah, you just said it perfectly. I mean, this is a series that All I've right, been podcast over. See you guys later. <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is a series I've been approaching for just from a live betting standpoint anyways. Yep. Um, and it's worked out. The, it's worked out the couple of times I have gotten involved perfectly. So there's really no reason for me to change my strategy. And I think if you're a person, if you're a person that doesn't do a live, a lot of live betting, exactly what you just said, you kind of need to tonight. Cause you need to see really what the Aaron Fox is going to, is going to look like in this game. And I, I kind of believe him for what, you know, kind of listening to him talk where it's, it's an injury. I don't really know that it's going to affect him all that much, but we, nobody knows, right? Nobody knows until he gets out there. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's one where I don't think you have the luxury of saying this with many series. And I think probably a lot of people find it to be a cop out where look, yes, I, I lean to the Kings in this series. I have a plus one and a half, uh, games, uh, uh, series bet on them. Um, so I hope that gets home, but I have no problem in, if the right situation presents itself, I have no problem getting in on either one of these teams live. Yep. I, I, I think both these teams, if they're down points in the second quarter or something like that, uh, you can get a good number. I think it could work out. I'm also very bummed because now that all of my Clippers tickets have been eliminated, I am 120% now a Golden State Warriors fan. And I kind of don't like it because I like the narrative of Sacramento. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 I've, got the, <laughs> I've got the Warriors at nine, like just over nine to one to win the West, which is an awesome number. And I've got a little bit more at like 675. So I'm like, dude, let's go Golden State. <laughs> I hear you. I've got a, I've got a fair amount of money on good numbers on the Phoenix Suns. And I'm like, yep. I don't really feel like cheering for the Phoenix Suns at any point. Like, I just I don't really feel like cheering for them. Like the like, Warriors. I don't yeah. want to, I wouldn't want to root for the Warriors. Like if I had your tickets, the same thing. I'm like, I don't really want to root I, for this I want, team. <laughs> I know it, I know it won't be aesthetically pleasing to many, like from a narrative standpoint, but like I, I want Nuggets Kings Western conference finals. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I want some nonsense. So, like I want, give me, Give me a Knicks Hawks Eastern Conference Finals. Like, give me some chaos. Like, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I mean, like, like Lakers Kings. Like, if that somehow plays out, it might be like one of my favorite like series of the playoffs. That like, I don't a, know why. I I don't know why I want to see that so bad, but I do. That'd be <laughs> really freaking cool, man. That'd be really freaking cool. Uh, all right. Well, with that, any uh, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? No, let's just okay. see see how much more money the Bucks can cost me. Yes, let's do it. Keep, keep <laughs> your thoughts and prayers as you, as you watch the games later tonight. Uh, all right, so with that, we are all done. Actually, and I kind of, I mean, I kind of hope all these teams get eliminated tonight because I got a date night plan with the wife on Friday. My mother-in-law got my mother-in-law's in town. And so like, oh, it's going to oh. be one of those where it's like, you know, we can actually get out at like four o'clock and stay out for as, as long as we want. And um, yeah, so wait, if what, I've got four games to watch on Friday, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, what is so the situation? The situation is this: we have four games tonight, one tomorrow, and any right. anywhere between zero to four on Friday, right? Like that's what they're all slated for, right? I, I think no, I think we're guaranteed for one, right? Because Kings and Warriors, no, Kings be on and Warriors, Friday. right? You're guaranteed. Yeah. So anywhere between one and four on one Friday, four, right? 
So and then the, what does that leave us? Uh, Saturday is the first game of the Suns Nuggets series, but like, there's also a potential that we don't have like anything going on Saturday. That seems odd. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, dude, it's it's so weird. It's so and it goes back to like what we were talking about, like with the schedule staggering and how the Clippers kind of got screwed because you know they got and then and the Suns because they were playing it too, but that they didn't have any rest for the first four days of their series because it was right. just every other day and there's like but now we run into this scenario where it's like you guys couldn't have like staggered this any better there's like there's no way yeah just like a little bit <laughs> uh, all right uh, remember like rate review subscribe and make sure you check out the website i will always invoke because the nfl draft is coming up tomorrow so that's going to be awesome first round and we have a lot of good coverage up there vcin.com slash draft uh, and don't forget that uh, for those in jurisdictions like with DraftKings or something like that that have cracks at live betting the NFL draft, which would be a fascinating experience I wish oh, I could take yeah. part in. Um, well, lots of coverage, of course, throughout the day. And uh, make sure you check out other stuff. Like I saw our guy Tim Murray on the sweat for DraftKings, huh? Check out it. Yeah. yeah. Come on, let's go. So My boy Emerson Lazio over there. There we go. I like it. All right. Uh, Emerson and I worked together for, what, five years down in Florida? Really? It's amazing. We, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, one of yeah. those where. Yeah, anchor producer. He's, uh, he's one of those where I've made the connection through social media, but I've never really spoken to him. So, you know. Oh, he's exactly like. He's exactly like he seems on air. I'll yeah. tell you that much. You'd, you'd enjoy him. <laughs> uh, all right. So with that, yeah, make sure you check out everything we have to offer. And, of course, all the regular stuff, Major League Baseball stuff from Adam Burke, uh, Danny Burke, and, of course, Andy McNeil. No relation, by the way. Uh, have the NHL betting podcast with the postseason underway. You can get that wherever you get your pods. So in my odd muted tone, we're out. Check us out tomorrow on Hardwood Handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 